Alright, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash ringslore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash ringslore, expressvpn.com slash ringslore to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, the show that explores the background of Tolkien's amazing world from the very beginning. If I were to continue our story from last time, our adventure ends with Thanor discovering that his father, Finway, has been murdered, defending his home and the Silmarils from Melkor and Ungoliant. And Thanor vows revenge, and he rallies as many of the Noldor around him as he possibly can. Especially his family. Siblings. Nieces. Nephews. And we can talk about that story. And, and we will. Because that is the beginning of the story of the First Age. And the next step in that story takes place in a place that sounds a lot like where I am today. Because Feanor needed boats to cross the sea. If you recall, Melkor heads off back to Beleriand, back towards Middle-earth, in order to hide out with the Silmarils, and Feanor needs to chase after him. But the Noldor aren't shipwrights. The Teleri are. And the Teleri are the ones who live near the sea. And there's some conflict that arises, the first kinslaying of the elves. And so this brings into perspective here that Fanor's drive, 
his unending internal flame for revenge. And in many ways, it's not just revenge for his father. It's to, it's to get the Silmarils back. He is willing to do anything at any cost. And yet, we call him the greatest of the elves. Or at least Tolkien did. Because of his craftsmanship, because of his ability, his strength. And we're going to find out more about exactly how strong he is. But before we get into that part of the story, we need to take a break. There is a lot of talk, and there will be a lot of talk about men. The men of the elves, the men of the men, males specifically. Tolkien was a male. He grew up in a very male-dominated society. In his mind, the men were usually the ones driving the motion of the events. They were the ones going to war. They were the ones leading the groups. They were the ones doing the things. And so, of course, the men had to be the greatest. But Tolkien was wise enough to understand that men and women are both capable of amazing things. He had a respect for the women in his life, and it works its way into his writings. They don't appear as often as the men, but they are no less important. So I'm going to take a step away for now from the ocean, from the events that are about to unfold here, and pause in our storytelling in order to focus on a character, a female character, a woman, who I think might have the right to rival Feanor as the greatest of the elves. And interestingly enough, she isn't that far unrelated because she's his niece, Galadriel. So let's find out more about Galadriel and why I think she might be a counter, a counterpoint. I guess that's a good way to say it to Feanor and potentially in the running for the greatest of the elves. So let's talk about Artanis. Artanis? Who's Artanis? Artanis, that's uh, Galadriel's original name. Interesting, huh? She's also known as Nerwin and Alateriel. These are other names. Many of the elves have multiple names, as you've probably noticed by now. Galadriel wasn't a name that she took on until much later, and it was a name that was given to her by somebody that she had fallen in love with. But... That's later in the story. What I want to focus on for today is who Galadriel is, who she is at this point in the story, because she makes some very important decisions here. And then how those decisions and who she is here are reflected in the parts of the, the story that we are more familiar with, with the Lord of the Rings, when she shows up in the stories that we've read, most of us, right? Now, 
laying this out, she sticks around for a long time. She makes it through the first and the second age of the world. She makes it into the third age of the world, which means that she is going to be featured very heavily in the Amazon series coming up. And if you've watched the trailers, you've seen her in the Amazon series. She's climbing up an ice wall at one point. Um, And we're going to leave a lot of that talk for another time. The things she does in the second age, the second era of the world. So let's get into the details here. Galadriel was, as I said earlier, Feanor's niece. She was born to Finarfin. Finarfin was Finway's youngest son. She is the youngest child of Finarfin. She was the last of his children. And Finarfin is is very interesting here because Finarfin is half-brother to Feanor. He marries Arwen, who is the daughter of Olwe. She was known as the Swan Maiden of Aquilande. And she's interesting because she's not a Noldor. This is a combining of the houses, the Noldor house and the Teleri house. And being that she's not Noldor, or Noldorian, I guess we could say, she doesn't look like the Noldor. She has fair hair. As I stated before, most of the Noldor have very dark hair. She is different. And even different than many of the other Teleri in that her hair is very, very fair. Most of the Teleri have dark hair. But here we are with the instance of a character who breaks the mold. Her hair was described as star-like silver. Now, the explanation here is that her mother was of the Vanyar. That's where she got the different colored hair from. So we have a line here describing why somebody like Galadriel would have different colored hair than the other Noldor. There's a family connection here. And when you actually look at the lineage here, she is a combination of Vanyar, Teleri, and Noldor all in one, which let's chalk that up to being pretty super cool. So we've got that going on. Now let's talk about Finarfin, because that's where we started, right? Finarfin is her father, Feanor's half-brother. And there are some details here about what he does later on in the events of the First Era. We're not going to go into that yet. But do know that his role will be important and unique, so keep his name in mind. There will be a lot of these F names because of the way that Tolkien does the names and families and things like that. Many of the characters of a certain family all have names that start with the same letter. So it can get a little bit confusing. So Finarfin, so Feanor and Finarfin, half siblings. Finarfin weds Erwin and they have children. The children include Finrod, very important name, later known to be Finrod Feligund. Also Angrod Agnor, and then Galadriel, or as she would have been known at the time of her birth and through much of the events that are about to unfurl here. So that's where we're starting with this. Now, I mentioned her hair. Her hair is one of the most notable things. It's it's a thing that makes her very, very different from many of the other elves because the Vanyar don't leave Valinor and make their way back into Middle-earth. So 
golden or silver-haired elves are very, very rare. Now, beyond that, Galadriel is more noteworthy than just for the color of her hair. It's just the thing that stands out immediately. People would talk about it. The elves would talk about her hair specifically. Some would say that it was as if her hair captured the light of the trees. Intertwined in her hair were strands of gold and silver. This is one of the things that we don't get very clearly noted in the representations that we've had on film because it's hard to do that. To get what, like a zoom up of uh, Galadriel's head in order to see it, you know, all together at a distance, it would blend together into a very fair golden color. But when you were looking at her up close, you would see the intermingling of these strands of hair. It would be unique, not just because she had fair hair, but she had the intertwining of these two different colors. And there was kind of a life to it in a sense that it would it would almost glow with a light as if it captured the light of the trees. It didn't actually, but it seemed like it might. <laughs> it was this it gave this impression that it might. And that became a very important thing in the story because this may have been one of the things that inspired Feanor to create the Silmarils. This concept that maybe you could actually capture the light of the trees in something. And early on in his studies, he approached Galadriel, his niece, and asked for a strand of her hair. And Galadriel turned him down. Odd, right? Your uncle comes to you and says, hey, can I just have one of your, just a strand of your hair? I'm just doing some testing on some things, just working on some stuff. It's very beautiful. I would love to just have a strand of your hair for, for something I'm working on. Okay, here you go. It's just a strand of hair. But no, Galadriel said no. And this gives us some insight into one of the aspects of her personality and one of the things that makes her unique in her personal magics. This is a concept that I think we're going to have to dive into deeper in the future. The elves and their magic are not like sorcerers casting spells. They're not chanting things. Most of the time, it's not like the incantation of words casting things. Don't think... Um, Hogwarts and Harry Potter wands and wizards so much as the very secretive nature of who they are and their connection to nature and reality. They have a connection, a fundamental connection to the way the world works that others don't quite understand, especially those elves who dwelled in the light of the trees. Galadriel, from the beginning, had a deep insight into the motivations and the minds of others. So when her uncle, Uncle Feanor, comes to her three times asking for strands of her hair, she turns him down all three times because she can see who he really is. That his goals are selfish that he wants something from her for reasons that are not focused on the well-being of others 
but are only focused on making Feanor greater and perceived as more powerful in the minds of others. And this is something that we see later on in the stories in the Lord of the Rings. When she meets the fellowship, it's as if she can peer into each of their minds and understand who they are. And they sense it. This is represented really well in in the movies. Some of the things they do in the movies are represented extremely well. Some of the things they've changed a little bit and some of the things they just totally gloss over. This is one of the things that they do in the movies that I think they do a very good job of. All of them have this feeling of being, I don't know, seen in a way that others don't usually see them, of feeling transparent all of a sudden in front of her. And look at their faces when they talk with her, her mind showing up in in their thoughts. And yeah, the movie takes some allowances here in order to represent this, but it's so well done because it gets the message across. And this ability is tied to Galadriel herself. This is not something that is given to her through a magic device or bestowed on her by some greater force later on. The ability to do this is part of who she genuinely is. And we're going to get back to Feanor, but he's not very happy with the fact that she won't give him the strands of her her hair. But this is going to come back around later in the episode. So let's talk about some other aspects of her personality. I mentioned before that she is actually the descendant of all three houses of the elves, which again is very rare. And on top of that, she, unlike Feanor, is much more well-balanced. Feanor is the spirit of fire. He's a great craftsman, the greatest craftsman to have ever lived. Undoubtedly, he makes the Silmarils. Nobody else can even do that. Not even the Valar. Galadriel, on the other hand, is an extremely well-balanced person. She studies craftsmanship like any of the Noldor would, but she also studies other things. She has a natural affinity Toward anything she takes on. And remember I talked about how names are important. Artanis means noble woman. She was seen as being noble from birth. They had a sense of this. Her father name was Nerwin, which actually means man maiden, which is a strange thing to name a young lady. But the point here is that she was both strong and tall more like a male than a female. She stood six feet, four inches tall, which for the women of the elves was one of the tallest to have existed. And as I mentioned before, height had a very strong correlation in Tolkien's works with being closer to the divine. She, just in her stature, was powerful. And that signified that she was capable and powerful. Not only that, she was driven. She was able to take on anything she she wanted to, whether it was craftsmanship or the understanding of the living things around her. Think of Lothlorien and the trees and the houses among the trees. She learns more about that from some time with Melian, who I mentioned, the Maya. She spent some time with her 
later on in the first age. And beyond that, also warfare and battle. She is not somebody you want to underestimate in a time of conflict. And across all of these different things, she is also wise. And at this point in the story, she is young for an elf. And she makes some decisions. She stands up against some decisions, which we will talk about in the next episode. But her decisions bring her, nevertheless, back to Beleriand, or to Beleriand for the first time for her, and to Middle-earth. And that's why she ends up in the rest of the story for us. But it's a good thing, because the story would not be the same without Galadriel coming to Middle-earth. And for many, many of the elves that she comes in contact with later, especially as time moves on into the second era, into the third era, and more than just in contact with the elves, meeting the men and the, the dwarves and the hobbits, the other, the other peoples of the world, to everyone she comes across from this point on, she might just be the closest thing to the Valar and the light of the trees that they will ever experience. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menards' entire selection of Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. Thank you for thank you for tuning in and thank you to everybody for taking the time to tell your friends and share the show with others and all of that. I've got some wonderful wonderful notes from the those of you right reaching out to me and I just I can't I, I just can't even. <laughs> you guys are just so nice. Thank you so much. Um, we don't have any new patrons this week to shout out, but thank you to everybody who helps support the show. All 12 of you right now, up to 12 of you. And if if you're the kind of person who's thinking, okay, I'm going to catch up with the episodes, if you're like listening back through and you're going, yeah, I might want to I might want to sign up, but I want to catch up with the episodes. Um, 
do know if you are planning to sign up in order to listen to the bonus episodes, the bonus episodes coincide with the episode that you're currently listening to. So if you were to listen through everything and then go back and look up the bonus episodes, that would be kind of out of order. So you may want to enjoy those sooner than later is just my recommendation. Um, otherwise, do it how you want. It's up to you. It's it's your thing. And I would very, very much appreciate the support. Um, this is my full time career. This is what I do podcasting this show and many others. And it's because of people like you that I'm able to make a career doing this and to keep creating content. So if it's something you appreciate, then please head over to patreon.com slash L-O-T-R Lorecast and just check out the different tiers, ad free episodes, the tier with the bonus episodes this week we're you know, what? I haven't fully decided yet. I think I might delve a little bit more into the female characters and Tolkien's personal connection to women in his life and how that influenced the writing of women for him. Um, there's some interesting stuff there. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. Also, thank you to uh, people who are taking time to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. This is amazing. We have three new ones to read out. I'll try and get through these pretty quick. Um, but man, the, such kind words. Thank you to all of you. Uh, all right. So here we go. This one is from Nick Dienema. Words, right? I just nailed that one. Uh, from Great Britain writes sublime five stars. Sublime. Literally one of the many positive words I could use to describe your work here, robots. I have recommended this to many colleagues, friends and students. I, that is amazing. Thank you so much. I teach children how to play Warhammer and Middle Earth strategy battle games. Holy crap. That's awesome. I love that. Um Playing games like that with kids, one of the best things you can possibly do with your time. Just trust me. It's it's a, an amazing thing. And that's so amazing that you spend your time doing that because it can teach them so much and yet make such a positive influence on them to have adults working with them doing things like that. So that is amazing. Uh, we all love Lord of the Rings and your accessible take on the Silmarillion makes my life so much easier in listening to a joyous and fun filled experience. Your work is simply excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to make and produce this show. I often struggled reading the Silmarillion due to its wordy nature. So your take here is the exact dose of wordy and accessible. Please keep these coming. One note of you struggling with pronunciation here is an excellent YouTuber called Nerd of the Rings. Yep, I'm, I'm a big fan of Nerd of the Rings work. It does awesome stuff. Oh, bye. Side note here. Okay, let me just finish reading it. And I feel his pronunciations are excellent. Hopefully you might link up and become friends. That would be awesome. His YouTube channel is fascinating also. Thanks again, robots. Keep going. Uh, Namiri. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, Namiri. Namiri. Melon. There, I should have looked up the pronunciation that before I did it, but I just dove right in. Um, you know, what's interesting about Nerd of the Rings? He's a super, super great dude. Uh, doesn't really get stuff, but if you look back on his earlier videos, he has hard time pronunciation too. And I just said pronunciation. I'm just going to leave that in, not edit it out. Anyway, so uh, thank you for taking the time to do that. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I just get in the moment of recording and I don't think about the pronunciation as I'm going. And the spirit of the delivery is more important than the pronunciation and going back and editing it out. So it's just one of those artistic decisions or maybe i'm just lazy i don't know but i try to look things up when i don't understand the words like um erwin is erwin it's the thing with the r i'm not i can't do that well you guys don't want me doing that so i'm just gonna say erwin <laughs> all right so another one we have um this one is from squidathon 
in Great Britain. Highly recommended. Five stars. A very interesting podcast. So you can tell that Robots is really passionate and knowledgeable about Lord of the Rings and having the Silmarillion stories in a more accessible podcast form with the extra finely crafted gems of different perspectives and philosophies to work with, uh, to do with the work is a real treat. I think I messed that up. My fault. Truly work to rival Feanor himself. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Squidathon. And then we have one from Jacobski7 in the US who wrote in and said, well, wrote on Apple Podcasts and said, this podcast is amazing, five stars. This is such a great podcast. It's been a long time since I read Lord of the Rings and Robots has convinced me to pick them up again. He does such a great job. Keep it up. You're the best. No, you're the best, Jacobski7. Um, man, you guys are just awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. If you don't want to leave some words, don't worry. You can just click the five star thing or do that on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, both of those things help. And like, um, Nick said, sharing this with your friends and colleagues and students and whoever else in your life loves the Lord of the Rings would be amazing. That is the biggest, biggest thing. Word of mouth is so much better than anything I can do to promote the show. So thanks again. I know this went a little bit long, but we're going to get back to it. Here we go. So we've established that Galadriel is quite the formidable force unto herself. She is powerful, magical, wise, intelligent, beautiful. She's like the the perfect, the perfect person, right? Um, But beyond that, she also has some other benefits that aid her later on in the stories. So when we're looking at the Lord of the Rings, she lives in Lothlorien. We're all familiar with this. The elves are kind of in this magic-y kind of place up among the trees and all that. How does that work? How is that able to exist in Middle-earth? And why is there still a piece of what appears to be this magical elven realm that's kind of shrouded from the rest of the world? Rivendell is kind of similar, but even more than Rivendell, Lothlorien very much has a magical quality to it. That might be explained by the fact that she is a bearer of one of the elven rings of power, Nenya the white ring, the ring of adamant, the ring of water. And so what does that mean? I could do an entire episode. I could probably do multiple episodes on the rings of power and each of them and why they were designed the way they were. The elven rings for this example were designed in order to maintain and reduce the reduction of the world. In Tolkien's writings, everything starts in a very pristine place and wears down over time. The magic of the Valar weakens over time. The magic of the elves weakens. Everything comes from a high place and moves to a low place. And the concept that somebody like Galadriel was born in the light of the trees brings that strength and that power with her into Middle-earth and then is able to wield something like Nenya in order to keep that from reducing, in order to keep the world around her more like 
things used to be. That's roughly what the elven rings do. There's some other quirks about these rings. So, for example, it's hard to see Nenya. It seems there's there's notes in the writing that make it evident that not everyone could tell that she was even wearing a ring. So, for example, Frodo, being a ring bearer, actually is able to see that she is holding a ring also. Sam is quoted as saying that he, quote, saw a star through her fingers. So it's like he has a sense that there's something there, but he can't quite see it. The ring itself, when you can see it, is made of mithril, the very, very hard metal that the dwarves were mining down in Moria. And it's inset with a white stone of adamant. Now, the ring of power wasn't the only item that Galadriel had at some point that was magical and interesting. There is the Elisar, the elf stone, and you'll recognize this. It has a lot to do with Aragorn. Well, go with me here because there's some there's some description. We we don't know necessarily how Galadriel came about this. This the Elisar is it's also known as the Stone of Erindil, and it's one of or maybe possibly two were in existence, and they're stones. They're like green gems. And their creation is fairly vaguely described. Roughly speaking, it appears like it traps in it the light of the sun, which seems very similar similar to a Silmaril. I'm not going to edit that out either because that's that's a funny mistake. Um, but it's kind of similar stuff, right? And it's said to have helped heal the wearer. It had kind of a healing power to it. Also, according to the history of the Noldor and all of that, they claim that those who looks through it could see the withered or aged as whole or young again. So it had kind of that, that similar essence here going on with the rest of Galadriel's stuff. This idea of keeping things from decaying. Similar kind of thing. Now, this stone connects to other characters, which I think are also going to be very interesting to you. Because... Galadriel gives this to her daughter, Celebrian, and Galadriel's daughter is the wife of Elrond. Everybody knows who Elrond is, right? Another important connection there. Their daughter is Arwen. Galadriel is Arwen's grandmother. Interesting connection, right? All the way back to the light of the trees. Arwen connecting to Aragorn. And there's other pairings like this that are important. We'll talk about it on future episodes. But I just wanted to make sure that you guys saw the connection there and how the elf stone would have made its way to Aragorn through Galadriel and that connection all the way back. But also the familial connection here and how everything is related. Now, there's one other story now that we're talking about things that are happening in the Third Age and the events of the Lord of the Rings. Remember when the fellowship comes through and they're leaving and she gives each of them a gift, the file of Galadriel, again, a device that holds light and can shine that light out. Interesting stuff, but that's not where I'm going with this. Each of them, she gives a gift because she can see their intentions. She has a sense of where they're going. 
what they will need. But Gimli asks for nothing. Gimli the dwarf, who is so afraid of the elves and coming into Lothlorien on the way out, is humbled and thankful for having met her. And the quote from the book says, There is nothing, Lady Galadriel, said Gimli, bowing low and stammering. Nothing, unless it might be, unless it is permitted to ask, nay, to name a single strand of your hair, which surpasses the gold of the earth as the stars surpass the gems of the mine. I do not ask for such a gift, but you commanded me to name my desire. Echoes of things that we've heard before. And Gimli is a good-hearted person. He is on this journey for the benefit of others. He is putting himself in danger for the fellowship, for the ring, for Frodo, for all the free peoples. And he didn't even ask. Quote, I do not ask for such a gift. He simply stated the desire of his heart because she told him to. Fanor asked, and I have a feeling it probably felt more like a demand, demanded three times for strands of her hair. And she turned him down three times. The, quote, greatest of the elves. And here a humble dwarf on a journey to save the free peoples simply states that he desires a strand of her hair to treasure, to remember the friendship between the elves and the dwarves and to pass down as an heirloom to his family. And symbolically, she gives him three. Thanks for listening to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast. If you'd like to learn more about other fantasy worlds, check out my other podcasts, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast, and more at robotsradio.net. If you'd like to reach out, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note on Twitter at robots underscore radio, or join our amazing community on the Robots Radio Discord. There are links in the show notes, or just search Robots Radio Discord, or find the link on robotsradio.net. I'll see you next time. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money. 